Hello and welcome to Akadi Magazine's Connecting Communities podcast. My name is Abna Sewa and in this second segment of our episodes on Ghanaians in Ukraine, I speak to Apoku Asari Birchi, a first-year student at Dnipro State Medical Academy in Ukraine. In this segment, he tells us about the days leading up to him fleeing Ukraine and how he got help in Hungary. So I'm Opoku Asari Pechi, and I'm also a first-year student with Dnipro Medical Academy. Yeah, I came to Dnipro last year, August. So Opoku, tell us your experience. Yeah, so it all happened on one Thursday morning when I was preparing to go to school. And then um, I heard in the news that we, we are not supposed to go out. There is a curfew. So I started becoming scared because already we've been hearing news in the, in the news that um, there have been some threats from Russia that they may attack um, Ukraine. So actually, when I heard about the curfew, I've, I've never experienced anything like this. So when I heard about the curfew, I was scared. And I didn't know what to do. So I initially, I, I just called my parents that I want to leave the country because there is about to be a war and I don't want to experience anything war. I don't want to have any experience because in Ghana, we've not experienced anything shooting and bombs, anything like that. Mm. So I called my parents and they were telling me that I should stay calm. Nothing will happen. So I was trying to calm myself. And then I called my group leader, Karina. She's my group leader too. I called to confirm if there will not be classes. And then she told me there is information from the Ministry of Education that the school is on hold now for like two weeks to just to calm things down. So I, I live in an apartment. So in my apartment, people were going out to shop um, for food. People were trying to gather some stuff and then they started leaving. So I also became scared and I didn't know what to do. So um, I called my uncle and then he advised me to pack a few things and get ready to move just in case anything happens. So I packed a few, uh, one uh, backpack, and then I got myself ready to leave. After Thursday, Nipro became like there wasn't any threat again. So we did experience a lot of damage like uh, compared to other cities in Sumian. So Nipro was good see soldiers around. And then after this later, they told us not to come out after after eight in the evening. Yeah. They told us not to come out and then they turn off the street lights. So when when you are in your apartment, the apartment is basically empty. There's no one around. Like you are so alone. It, it became like something that you really want to experience. It was very sad mm-hmm. being alone in a foreign country that you just came, you don't know anyone. So yeah, it wasn't pleasing at all. So I was just alone in the night we hear. Um, the ammo cars on the street going around, patrolling around, and it wasn't nice at all. So um, I was still speaking to my parents on trying to leave the country. And then I think a week, I was talking to them a week, then they confirmed that I should leave the country. So is this in February? When are we talking? Do you um, remember? That was in, I think, 28th February. Mm. That was when they confirmed that I should leave Ukraine. So I was trying to find uh, transportation. Then 
I called Karina via friends, so I called her, and then she told me that we've gotten a bus that is moving straight from Dnipro to Hungary, so I can tag along. So we paid, I think, $200 for the bus. Initially, they told us that the bus would be taking us to Hungary Street, but then the bus stopped at Chop because we have to use train to cross the border. So the bus stopped at Chop, and when we go to Chop to, we had to be there for like, I think, seven hours or so. We go to Chop around 11 p.m., getting to 12 a.m. the next day. Mm. And then it was, it was very bad at the train station too. Because there are a lot of racism over there. If you have a Ukrainian passport, uh, and then uh, if you're Ukrainian, you have a different line, and their line was moving very fast. But we, the foreigners, uh, we weren't moving that fast. And then there wasn't any much attention for blacks. But then the Asians and then the Arabs had their ways. They had um, agencies who were helping them to cross the line to the train to move to uh, Hungary. In the next section, Opoku explains how he made the journey out of Ukraine. I'm a, a Nooks General Secretary in Dnipro. In Sorry, what does Nooks, that mean? Nooks, what's that? Uh, Nooks is National Union of Ghanaian Students, Ukraine. So there's Ukraine. an association yes. of students in Ukraine and you are a member? Yeah, yeah I'm a member of um, that group. So actually there were informations on um, that group and we had a lot of formations coming from Ghana and the what NUCS also is trying to do to help students evacuating from Ukraine. I called um, the president of my chapter and then he also told me that when I get to Hungary, I should call him and then someone will come for me to send me to the PIWC center. That's where they receive all the foreigners, um, especially Ghanaians and Nigerians were evacuating from Ukraine. Uh, so when I got to the train station, I called him and then he told me that someone will come for us. Um, but we were waiting and then fortunately, Karina's friends came before the guy who wanted to come for me did. So I told him to stop. So I went together with Karina to the PIWC center. Okay. And since then, you've been staying at a halls of residence? Yeah, we've been staying at a hostel residence. Okay. And you've been there for what, about a month? About three weeks. Three weeks. This is truly traumatic. And you've talked about how you've never experienced this before. You've had to think on your feet and just take whatever you had and leave. Tell us a bit more about how that made you feel. Has it changed the way that you see Europe or the way that people have treated you? I was really surprised when I saw some things happening, especially even Ukraine. All this happened when you go to shops and stuff. They were giving priority to their citizens. Some services weren't rendered to foreigners. And then if you have a foreign card, you can't even withdraw money. So I was really surprised that when situation happens like this, there's division among human races. So I was really disappointed. And then I was also disappointed with our government, even though Nukes was trying very hard to get help from them. But... Everything that was happening was very slow. So NUCS actually have to connect with the bordering countries, the NUCS over there. So our NUCS presidents were communicating and they were trying to help us move. So the first batch that went, they gave us information on what to do, where we come, what we have to do. And then it helped us to those who came later. Thanks for listening to this podcast. 
If you missed part one, visit our website www.academagazine.com to find all of our podcasts and more. In the next segment, other Ghanaians studying Ukraine share their stories. The music in this piece is exclusively recorded for Miss B. Writes and Akadi magazine and is called Infitiasi, meaning Genesis in Akan. It is composed by percussionist Eric Uwusu, a.k.a. King Uwusu, in collaboration with producer Nia Tom Sabag.